The following podcast is presented to you by the BICBP Radio Network. everybody panel discussion here matt johnson hanging out with chris chavez the big cheese of the bicbp yo yo what's up what's up um back again back again yeah i was on panel one one episode right it's been a while yeah, yeah. we did uh we did some batman books i think right and then in the network we say it's been a stained it's been a stain remember that song it's been a while by stain oh <laughs> That, that went was way a, over my look, head until you explained it. Dude, that it. was a Johnny Townsend inside joke, and then that, everybody started saying it. And, and every, you know, so anytime you hear it's been a while, it's been a stained. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to start using that one <laughs> quite a bit. People are going to be like, "What?" <laughs> so we're going to talk X Men today. Um, Ooh, yeah, X Men. Myself and Greg um, will be reviewing some uh, X Men books based on you know Phoenix Saga, um, just Phoenix related properties, but. Uh, while we got Chris here, I did want to talk about the X-Men movies, because as we all know, it's coming to an end. This is it for yep. X-Men with Fox. Yep. Um, wild ride. Weird wild ride. Yeah, because I remember the first one, like when the first one came out. So, And I remember it really enjoying the first one a lot. Yeah. Being an X-Men fan, like I grew up on X-Men. Those were one of my favorite fir- my first books, right? Right. Um, and I loved it, man. Uh, so when the movie was coming out, I was excited. I was like, I can't wait to see Wolverine versus Sabretooth. I've been waiting to see this live action forever, right? Yeah. Can't wait to first see the cyber optic blasts come out of Cyclops. Uh, what's Jean Grey going to look like? You know what I mean? Are they going to even touch the Phoenix? Um, so I did. I loved the first one. And the second one wasn't too bad. And then after that, it just, for me, I just kept going, man, they're not getting this right. No. They're not getting the right. I mean, there's always certain parts, scenes, character designs. Certain things are good about, you can find things in all the films, right? Yeah. Um, but I'm glad it's coming to them. <laughs> I, I am too. You know, it, we just did a video game talk about, or video game movie talk with Push Start last week. And, you know, we're just thinking, like, I feel like these producers, in the same light that they, they do with with video game-based movies, with the X-Men I think just just Fox was just trying to capitalize off the name and not put much effort into it. Exactly, and and I mean when you think about what's a lot of the successful superhero movies, um, a lot of the times the people who have made them, producers, writers, directors, are fans of comic books yes. and fans of the characters, and so they they put you know they they put the fan service into it. Um, and like you said, for Fox, it was just a cash cow. Yes. They knew X-Men were big, and, and it was a huge deal. Let's get them, and let's start putting out as much things as possible, all kinds of merchandise. Uh, and then, you know, when whenever people got a chance to write a story who was were kind of fans, they would send in their own executive producers to mess it all up. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, so I, I had high hopes for the original uh, you know, Dark Phoenix, and ooh. That was bad. Yeah. That was bad. And we'll get to that in a second. Um, but it, it's it's kind of weird, though, because, I mean, yeah, at, at that time, around that time, Blade had, I, th- the fr- I think the first Blade had come out just maybe a year or two before the uh, first X-Men movie. Yeah. But for a while, X-Men was the, it was the standard of a superhero movie. Yeah. Like, the, the flow, the, yeah. the flow of it, you know what I mean? People try to embody that. 
Um, I mean, I could definitely see influences in, in Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man and, uh, and you know, early Fantastic Four. Just There was a lot of influence, mm-hmm. I feel, from the, that X-Men movie. And, and yeah, I, I did like it because it was about... The first one was about really the team coming together, right? Coming together, yeah. you know it. It, it was very, it was well done. Yeah, it yeah. was well done, and it wasn't completely the Wolverine show yet, right? Which you know, I like Wolverine. Yeah. I loved Hugh Jackman as Wolverine, yeah. but X Men is not about Wolverine, right? And the oversaturation, I think, of the character made me resent it a little bit. Yeah, what happened in the film films, you know. Is basically what happened in the comics. So Wolverine came out, and he became a kind of a, a you know a, a favorite character, um, but he wasn't the feature in X Men until right. I would say you know later eighties and nineties. Yes, when when it started to become like Wolverine was a thing. Then he had his own title. You know, then there was the Marvel Comics presents Wolverine stories. You know, there yeah. was all it was Wolverine, Wolverine, Wolverine. So we saw it in the films. Followed the same progression, right? Um, and Jackman did a good job. The thing I liked about the first one was I remember watching it and thinking, well, obviously this isn't the original way these people all come together, no, right? No. Like this is they're taking liberties, they're telling their own version of X-Men, but we had hints of familiar familiar things, right? Yes. Like when we see the fight between Wolverine and Sabretooth in the in you know the Canadian art, you oh, know, snow. was so cool. It's literally from the comics where he's choking him, you know, on that cover where they're in the snow and he's choking him and they're just bashing at each other. I was just like, my God, this is amazing, right? It was really good. I I thoroughly enjoyed any bit with with Wolverine and Sabretooth in that first movie. It was very well done. The dude who played Sabretooth looked great, by the way. Wasn't he a wrestler? Wasn't he? um, I can't remember who it was. I can't remember who the actor was. He's either either a football player or a wrestler. He's one of the two. I'd have to look it up. It's been a while because he only had the one role because I think Ray Donovan played him. Or, um, yeah, he did. He he pl- later, the guy who later. plays Ray Donovan. What's yeah, his name? Plays, yeah, uh, um, can't remember either. Ah, <laughs> uh, damn. But you know that that first Sabretooth was yeah. just iconic, and you know that's that snow scene was mm-hmm. really cool. Right. right, you get Cyclops, you get Storm yep. coming in. Yep. Um, it was a cool scene just watching, just seeing like Storm. It's like just standing there. Like it was a cool visual yeah. effect at that time. And yeah, I remember yeah. like, okay, shit's. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's happening. It's it's finally happened, and we're getting all the X starting to get all the X Men. Rogue was still in the truck too. Man. She and was, yeah. Cyclops fro- uh, freed her from the seatbelt because it magically got stuck at the wrong time, and yeah. So in that first, uh, so who is your favorite X Men? It's Cyclops. It's Cyclops. Right? Yep. Okay, so when you first see him, when he shoots, shoots on the scene for the first time, are you just like, yeah, so happy, <laughs> dude? I was so happy, like. Because that's who the X Men was to me. Yeah. Like Cyclops was the face of the X Men at the time. They, that was how he's portrayed in uh, in the animated series, which is you know something I definitely grew up on. Yeah, yeah. Um, he was the face of it. You know, and he deserved a, you know a lot more screen time. Um, and his, his screen time diminished over those first three movies, and it broke my heart. Yeah, it broke my heart. Yeah, that's the thing. They need Marvel has a, a an amazing way of juggling characters, even when it's way too many for one film right and yeah. you can still tell they still t- you, they tell stories for each of these characters they develop you know uh, emotion with these characters um and fox just always dropped the ball with that and that's why i was always like it sucks they cannot do the x-men right because you need that ensemble feel where everybody has a moment to shine you know yeah what I mean? yeah absolutely and, and maybe um Maybe Marvel did succeed at that because of X-Men's inability to do that. Yeah. I mean, that's what I think is a testament. Because, like you said, we just seen Endgame, right? There was mm-hmm. how many heroes? <laughs> how many heroes? I think more so Infinity War is more well-balanced with everybody. Yeah. Um, but 
overall, the, the two movies, they handled every every character, I think, relatively well. I agree, yeah. Give, everybody got a time to shine, and it was just, yeah. I, if, if, if X-Men hit that, no, they would have been. They would have been okay. Now, in the first one, they did a decent job of kind of yes. you know introducing each of these characters, giving you a feel for them. Uh, there were some that they didn't really spend much time on, but it, it, we got the introduction into this whole world of mutants through Rogue, right? Yeah. Um, and I, dude, I remember like I did pop for the first time Wolverine was on scene, and that and those claws came out, and yeah. I was just like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> yeah, because you didn't know, really know how they were gonna do that. No, you know, you have no idea. And it looked so awesome, dude. And yeah. especially when he could control them, like he did in the care in the comics the middle too. Finger, oh, uh... dude, it was so good. Because I remember in the comics that whole thing where he would hold the, his uh, claws up to a guy, and the side ones would go out and kind of nick the guy's neck. Yeah. You know? Then that middle one comes out real slow and taps the Adam's apple and he's like you want to double think that bub you know what I mean so when that shit happens in the film I'm just like yes 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 they they did a great job of that you know I, I, I really liked um, Cyclops and Wolverine's dynamic yeah like it was it was funny uh, to be honest with you some of the, my favorite parts of that first movie were some of their their back and forth yeah um, they should have really kept that going. You they should have. I mean? It should have been over the over the trilogy. It should have been yeah. widely used. And yeah, that was a mischap. Like when, uh, <laughs> I mean, just at the very end when Cyclops goes, "Where's my bike?" and then Wolverine's riding it off. <laughs> and <laughs> that's it. And, and Cyclops, you know, when they're fighting in the Statue of Liberty, and Cyclops, oh, yeah. pr- prove it's you or whatever he said. And then Wolverine goes. You're a dick. <laughs> okay, we're good. <laughs> exactly. It like oh, that was just such a fun dynamic. And, yeah, man. And yeah, when X two came around, super excited. I, I thought it yeah. was a, you know, X two was a pretty good movie, and it, it, you know, that's. But this is when I first started to realize that it was the Wolverine show. Um, that I, I really truly did because it was a focal point on him. Cyclops was used very limited, in um. You know, in that in that span, um, but you know, you get to see like a brief, like Colossus, like seeing Colossus, even though it was for five seconds, it was really cool. Yeah, back that then. was. Um, you know, Iceman shined, uh, Rogue a little bit, even though I don't. Know, I think Rogue was a misused character too. I kind of like. I'm trying to remember what the storyline was for this. Was this like a Weapon X storyline? Yeah. Or were kind they trying of, to? He like, was coming. Oh, it was. Um, Charles and Cyclops went to go visit Magneto in the prison, the Yo. plastic prison, and then um, Stryker captured him because That's he right. wanted to. Oh, he wanted. I'll tell you. Oh, he wanted Stryker wanted his son to kill, um, to kill all the mutants through Charles Xavier's yep. Cerebro machine. Yep. They, they do. They yeah. My one of my favorite openings for an X Men X Men film was the Nightcrawler scene through the White yes. House, dude. That was just so sick because I love Nightcrawler. Yeah. So when I saw that, I was like, okay, this is going to be cool. And then it was, you know, it was okay. It wasn't bad. It was okay. But that first scene was a good way to start oh, it yeah. off. Oh, that's, yeah. That's how you that's kick off. That's a good off. point. Um, that's what I'm saying. Like, when you start looking back and you start, like, feeling like revisiting it after the experience of having watched it, right, you're just kind of like, you know, it wasn't that great. I mean, this is it, they kind of messed up here, but this was good, you know. But you'll always find something in these films. And for me, in this film was that opening. Yes. I just love that scene so much. I did too. Um, you know, the I think the end was pretty powerful when, when Jean Grey, she, uh, she stopped the water, she held back the water so they could all take off. That was a pretty powerful scene. And, you know, there was... 
there was a lot going on. But yeah, that that first opener. Because I remember sitting next to my dad, who grew up, you know, grew up. He brought me around comic books, and he was a huge Nightcrawler fan himself. And he goes, you know, he's like, holy shit, we're sitting at the Regal Cinema. <laughs> and I think it was 2002, May of 2002. I might still have the ticket, to be honest with you, uh, somewhere. But um, he's like, that's that's good stuff. <laughs> that's really good stuff. I've heard it so many times, dude. It's just, you know, for people who love this kind of stuff, it's a great time to be alive. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, it is. It really is. It is. We've been spoiled. So, like, dude. X-Men 3, right? Last stand. If you didn't if you if you were questioning whether or not this was a Wolverine thing, the poster itself, right? It's Wolverine leading everyone uh for the last stand. Um I think the thing for me that was going to be the draw here was they were touting that now we're going to have Angel, right? Oh, and I was God. like, "Oh, sweet. Are we going to get Archangel too?" You know what I'm thinking? I'm just like, "Dude, <laughs> how awesome is it if we get all this?" Yeah, another one uh Another one, Mister. He he had no interaction with the X Men at all. A, no X. No they they wanted to what they wanted to test the anti mutant yep. serum thing yep. on him, and he wasn't he didn't want to. And really, his only scene was like flying off. And I'm like, how do you do that? Yep. <laughs> what what are you doing? Like, and, and here's the other thing, dude. This was the one where they were introducing the Phoenix. Yeah. And it was like, oh my god. This is probably one of the biggest events in X-Men lore yes. ever. You know, there's so much if in the story that takes place for the Dark Phoenix saga, there's so much emotion in that story. So I'm like, oh, of course, this trilogy is going to end with a bang. Like, they're going to show us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they missed, they blew it so bad. So bad, dude. Because like, I my Phoenix, you know, memories is, is um, you know, again the cartoon or the comic books were when they're on um, oh Christ, what's that planet? But they're all like battling off against this this planets. I can't think of it. It's where his dad's from or something like Cyclops' mm-hmm. his dad's yeah, from. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can't think of the place right now. But there's like a scene where where Jean Grey and Cyclops are like battling. It's just the two of them. Everybody else has been knocked out, and um. Yeah, they're just bad. It's it's really cool. The cartoon did it well, um, but the movie was like, "Nah, we've had enough of Cyclops. Let's kill him off in the first five minutes." Weird, dude. I lost my mind. <laughs> lost my mind when I seen that. I was like, "Okay, so you guys limited my Cyclops time in X Men Two, and I was like, oh, this is gonna be Cyclops' time to shine in X Men Three, right?" Yeah. And then you kill him off. Are you kidding me, dude? If, if I if that was me, like if. Back then, if that movie came out with how I am now, yeah. I would have walked out and asked for my money back. <laughs> I would have. Like, infuriated. And they would have been like, I'm sorry, sir, was there something wrong? <laughs> Everything. Uh, Everything. Is there something wrong with the picture? With uh, your food? What is it we can do for you? Cyclops. Like, what do you tell them? It's <laughs> like, no, they killed off my favorite character. I'm out. I'm I want to watch this bullshit. I'm done. This is terrible. <laughs> Absolutely terrible. It was, man. Oh, dude. You know, because... I was heartbroken about the whole thing. I was like, this is not the Phoenix story at yeah. all, guys. This is garbage. Yeah. Like, I can understand a modified version, but while keeping most of the same themes, yeah, but- like Marvel did with the Infinity story. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, there was no urgency. Like, I didn't like that she was with Magneto, and, you know, she wasn't aligned with anyone. The only people that she was really aligned with when she had the, the whole Phoenix thing going on was the, uh, that's, 
that club, Hellfire Club, in the comic books. Yeah. And the comic books in, in cartoons, she was affiliated with them because they used manipulation and and all that. But she was like not with Magneto, and then like that Juggernaut was like, Juggernaut was. Uh, Juggernaut looked like. I don't know if you are familiar at all with the old cartoon Masters of the Universe, He-Man. Uh, a bit. But they had a dude named Ram Man, right? If you look oh. up this dude's cafe head, right, he had this helmet squared off at the top is exactly what he looked like. And that was my first thought. Like, is this dude fucking from a parallel universe and He-Man characters are spilling in now? Oh. I mean, he what? didn't. <sighs> and I, I said this right after Deadpool 2 came out. I was like, damn. Deadpool 2 does X-Men better than X-Men does X-Men in the movie. Yes. Because yes. that juggernaut was oh how God. he should have been. Bro, when that juggernaut, because I didn't know they were going to have juggernaut. That was a very well-kept surprise. It was it was an amazing surprise. So when that happened, oh, my God. Dude, I'm not kidding. I, I was literally like if I was in front row at AEW's last event and saw Moxley jump out. Yeah. I popped, man. I was like, yo, what? He was so and then well And then knowing it was Deadpool going up against him, you're like, oh, anything can happen. He could probably rip him in half right now. It's going to be a big no no problem, For, right? Yeah. Yeah, you know we got a cool we got a cool encounter. I know we're jumping a little ahead, but we got I mean we got a sweet encounter with him yeah. in Colossus. And oh then, yeah, and then him getting into the, they they got him into that pool somehow and like electrified it. <laughs> but it was like a it was a fun fight. And Juggernaut was as vulgar as you would yes. as you could put make him. Dude, he's a villain. Yeah, what villain? There is not a single bit of good in him. No, no, yeah. he's not supposed to be polite, man. No, come on now. No, not at all. But uh, uh, what was after X three? The, uh, Origins, the last stand. Wolverine. Oh, that's right. Um, Wolverine Another Origins. One. And like I was like, okay, this could be cool. And so, by the way, this is a Wolverine franchise. <laughs> yeah. X-Men who? <laughs> X-Men who. This is definitely all Wolverine. Um, I'm not going to lie. I liked the beginning mm-hmm. of that movie. And the honestly, the, the the thing that was most worthwhile was that Deadpool elevator, elevator scene. Yeah. Um, but after that, it was just kind of... It was just kind of downhill. This I, is the one where Leif Schreiber plays. Uh, Leif Schreiber. Schreiber, that's who the actor was. Yeah, yes. he plays Victor Creed. Yeah, that's right. Um, and it was like weird because you know they went back and forth the whole time, and then at the very end they were they were together to fight Deadpool. Yeah, that was the thing. Look, I was I was excited that they were going to play with Wade Wilson in this. Yes. I, I was like, okay, this is cool, right? This will be cool. And they made sure he had no mouth. <laughs> What? So does Mott. Didn't he have like swords coming out of his? Yeah, like Baraka from. Mortal he was Kombat? literally Baraka. Yeah, you know, he just needed the the, the metal teeth. You know what I mean? <laughs> I love that they made fun of that too. And um, yeah, <laughs> in uh, uh, in the Deadpool. the Deadpool movies, they, they have the toy. Yeah, they, they have the toy, and they, yeah, they they mess with that too. <laughs> and the the Deadpool too, that was good. Um, but yeah, yeah Origins, what, what there was a quick gambit. There was a quick gambit, like. I was cool. I was yeah. happy to see Gambit, and I actually didn't hate the portrayal of Gambit, but they just didn't use him effectively. Like it was very, very minimal. Um, you know, a brief scene, but it, you know, you did get to see some cool, cool different characters from uh, X Men. The world. like Blob, we hadn't seen Blob yet. Yeah, and uh, there was a decent interpretation. There was um, there was a couple other ones, like little, like smaller name characters. But, yeah. Um, yeah, just weird, weird weird movie. Uh the next one was First Class. First Class. X-Men First Class. So for me I was excited for this cuz they were going to go into the past. We were yes. going to see Charles and Eric Young, right? 
Um, but I thought what would happen was we might get like some sort of a fast forward thing where first class would be. And I thought they were just going to say the first ones didn't happen, right? right? So let's show you this. And then it was kind of like the first time they all come together, the way it happened in the comics, right? That Xavier already had the school. The big idea was that they're introducing Jean Grey and all these kids. And no, no. But then I thought, you know, it's cool. First class is really the first time all these mutants really become aware of each other in the past before he starts this, right? I really liked first class. I did too. I thought Um, it was good. It it did, like like you said, it, it made. The first trilogy a little weird. Yeah, it messed up the timelines completely. Um, but I really liked it for what it was. It, it was cool seeing a younger Xavier, a younger Magneto. Yep. Um, and you know, you had Emma Frost. Havoc was in it. Havoc. I love Havoc. Yeah. Um, and even though they flipped the age thing, and, and it, it it still didn't even carry over well going down the line. But um, you had. You know, younger Mystique and Banshee. Banshee was cool. Banshee was really cool. Beast. Beast finally got a you know a, a little bit longer of a portrayal. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was a more featured character. And th- there was a lot of good on it. Um, I agree. Yeah, there was a lot of good on it. It was it was intense and yeah. I uh, the final battle was really cool. Seeing the you know that last confrontation between Charles Xavier and Magneto before they they decided to split off. Um, yeah. was interesting and, and a little wild, but, um, yeah, but it, yeah, it showed class, promise. It, it showed promise. It showed this thing of like, okay, we know X2 and X3 in, in the Wolverine films are all kind of getting out of hand. Let us kind of, let's rewind a little bit. Let's, let's reestablish some things. Yeah. And if it says it's, it changes these things, we're just going to acknowledge that and move on. Right. Yeah. Um, and then the Wolverine was the next one in line. <laughs> It was. It was. I do got to say, though, Hugh Jackman's um, cameo in First Class was probably my yeah, favorite appearance. Yes, that was and cool, dude. That was that was probably my favorite appearance of his. Because um, he's at... He's, I, I, that cameo is better to me than the X-Men Origins Wolverine movie. <laughs> to be perfectly honest with you. Uh, yeah, it was really good. Ouch. Um, but yeah, the Wolverine came out next. I, I'll, I'll be honest, I never saw this one. Oh, really? Yeah, I just didn't see it. And, and, I, and I think it's worth a watch. Really? I think it's worth a watch. I'm. I don't know. I don't know what the tomato like meter like Rotten Tomatoes gave it, but I, it wasn't terrible. It wasn't terrible. No. Honestly, I'd put it you know along some of the um, lower. I would put it along the lines of some of the lower end MCU movies. Uh, they did a really good job of like we all know Wolverine has a huge connection with. Japanese lore. Yeah. And they did a pretty good job of and I love bringing it that too. all together. I yeah. love a lot of the stories from when I used to get the comics and it, he was in Japan. It was like, oh, sweet. He's yeah. out of America. He's doing this other stuff. Let's see what happens, right? And I knew this was that was the deal with this one, but I'd been like so disappointed in the last Wolverine film. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That I was just like, I can't do this, dude. I, I don't would... even want to see where they go with this. <laughs> I, I actually would recommend you give it a whirl. At least once, uh, I man. Will. I'll, I will. I'll have to give it a watch. I don't then. hate it. They they had some uh, decent ca- you know decent characters. They use um, Viper. Like, Wolverine was... He was humanized in this movie, right? He wasn't this invincible thing. Like, the there was actual struggle. Um, I won't spoil it for you, but he wasn't... He had his powers, but um, he wasn't—he wasn't the Wolverine, like this OP Wolverine okay. that we'd all um, witnessed these last couple movies. He okay. was, he, there was a struggle, 
and there was like there was a good thing and then silver samurai was the be- the the last you know the main villain and it was a little weird how they did that but it it kind of worked um but i liked it i liked it it was cool seeing that you know wolverine in that japan setting and and like all the the bright lights and just everything it all worked pretty well well i'll tell you what cheap plug my other uh podcast hardly awesome we do an episode called Hardly Awesome Revisits and it's specific movies, so I'll do that, and then uh, yeah. you come on and we'll talk. I love that. There we go. I love that. I so, got so yeah, I'll check this one out. I, I just I skipped it uh, because I don't blame you. Listen, I don't blame you. I don't. I really don't blame you for skipping it. Um, I can understand why, um, but I went. To, yeah, I actually was seen it at the drive-in, and I was like, oh, this nice. is this is pretty cool. Nice. This is pretty cool. So the next one that's in line, dude. Um, this started the network. This film. This film wanted me to start a podcast talking really? about comics. And the very first episode of Back Issues Comic Book Podcast is X-Men Days of Future Past. No kidding. Yeah. we talk, Because it was just getting ready to come out, so we talk about the actual comic book story. Yeah. Uh, and anticipate what's coming. We saw the trailer, so we're like, oh, we know they changed little things here and there. Yeah. But like, this is like their opportunity to truly re- restart this and, yes. and do good things. And I think that was almost the intention, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, hey, we're going we're gonna to let you know there's stuff with time travel. It's going to affect things. And then moving forward, we're re-cleaning the slate. We're starting over, and this will be what we follow, right? Yes. Um, and that was their way of saying that this Hugh Jackman can still be Wolverine, right? And some of the other characters that they really liked. Um, and I, I'm not going to say I didn't like it that much. I, I thought it was good. Days of Future Past I enjoyed is, it. is my favorite X-Men movie. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Like, I think I mean, they Deadpool did a lot. aside, I don't count Deadpool and the X-Men count, but Days of Future Past, yeah. I've seen that movie three times in theaters. That's how much I liked it. Oh, nice. I really did. I, was, I enjoyed it a lot. I mean, uh, the Quicksilver scenes. You know, Silver was oh, great. I um, wish he had a little more of him. But. Yeah. Um, you know, just the, the stories they were telling. And even though they made some changes, the changes they made made sense. Yes. You know what I mean? So it worked. Um, so, yeah, dude, I was I was down. I like I enjoyed that one a lot. So it, it gave me hope again. Like, okay. It did. This can work. I They're going to do it, something. And I seen the, you know, towards the end where everybody's back. You got Cyclops. You got Gene. Yep. Um, everything's normalized. Everybody lives. And I was like, Okay. This next movie is going to be the best X Men movie of all time. Yep. And I'm gonna wait for a second, but uh, <laughs> before I, you know, unleash on that movie. But yeah, Days of Future Past worked really well. The time travel aspect worked. It was cool because it was you were meeting the the originals as far as the the, the trilogy characters yeah, actors yeah. Um, versus the newer you mm-hmm. know ones, and you actually got to see that scene where um, Pat Mac. Uh, McAvoy. McAvoy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or is it? Yeah. Oh, Patrick Stewart and James McAvoy. James, James McAvoy. I, I mixed them up. Yeah, yeah. Where they had that scene where they're community, communicating through each other through Wolverine's yeah. you know, thoughts. And I was like, this is. Because he's in two like, realities at the yeah. same time, two timelines. It's insane, right? It. Um, so I was going to ask you. So, okay, so you were saying about getting to the next one, but you weren't sure. But do you. So I'm looking at the Wikipedia list of the X Men film franchise, and they considered Deadpool a film, one of the films. Oh, it's I'm sure they line. do. I'm sure they do. So yeah. that would be considered the next we film. We could talk about it, yeah. No, that one, Deadpool's good. Yeah. I'm talking. I was referring to X Men. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's pretty obvious. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, yeah, we, we could talk Deadpool. De- Deadpool was great. Deadpool was refreshing. Yeah. And and it helped. It, it made you feel, yes, they're still going the right you know route. Like, Days of Future Past was great. 
Deadpool's great. Even the little references and where he starts messing around with time is great. You know, it's like, oh, okay, they're <laughs> they're gonna do this. They're resetting. So, and we've heard the rumors that Apocalypse was coming, right? Yeah. Like that was the rumors that this is the big baddie for the next one. And so you're like, oh my god, I cannot wait. What you how'd you feel when you saw that that what was it uh, Entertainment Weekly cover come out where he was just like a, a purple gusher? Remember those candies, yes. purple gushers. That was literally a gusher in a suit. It was so bad. <laughs> dude, people were t- calling him, what's the dude from the Power Rangers? Oh, I the news. news. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I mean, d- yeah, like, again, Days of Future Past, Deadpool. Um, hope, 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 hope things are going to get good. And Apocalypse <laughs> is just a step back. Like, Apocalypse, I feel, should be regarded in the same light as, like, Thanos. Yes. You know, he's that yes. powerful. Not just throw him right out immediately. Yeah, he legit did nothing. Like, throughout that movie... Apocalypse did nothing that made me intimidated by him. He grew a little bit, right? There was that one scene a where he was bit. just That was like a like, dream <laughs> sequence, though. Yeah, but yeah, it was like, weird, dude. Yeah, it just didn't work for me. I was not feeling that film at all. No. I sat through it, and I'm like, oh, I just watched the funeral. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 that's really what it was, man. It was uh, it was bad. I, You know, I, I didn't... I didn't care for the actress who played. She's done good in Game of Thrones, but I didn't care for her playing Jean Grey. She oh, just seemed yeah. like very moody, like sad, like weird, sassy. Yeah, and you know, it was just a colostomy. Yeah. <laughs> it was a colostomy, a ruptured colostomy, a, a ruptured colostomy bag, colostomy bag. Oh, on, down your leg, um, <laughs> in a hot summer day, that, <laughs> and you're wearing jeans. <laughs> Um, and there's no stores to change your pants. No, dude. And that was the last of the films to carry the X-Men in the title. That was it. Because yeah. then the last two are Logan and Deadpool 2. Yes. Uh, Logan was really good. Yeah, I, think I enjoyed it, it. You know, it, I, I actually look at Logan the same way as I looked at Endgame, right? Um, I was ready. I was ready for that shock factor of this beloved character being killed off. Yeah. But when it happened, yeah. I started to question... Did I really want that? Yep. Like exactly like that. And it was hard. It was a heartbreaking story. It really was. And and when yeah, from the very beginning, right? He's driving that that limo or whatever and he just starts getting beat up and messed with. And then you can see he's older. He's yeah. not as it's not as fast as he used to be. His claws aren't snapping out as fast. Um, yeah, it broke your heart to see him that way and then to see the struggle. But then all of a sudden, there was what I loved about it was it moved us into the future in this franchise and laid a whole bunch of groundwork for lore if you wanted to go back and tell those stories. Yes. Because yeah, there's a big gap in time. All of a sudden, you know, Professor X is losing his mind. Yeah, right? he, he killed old. all the X-Men. He, He's super old, He killed right? all the X-Men with his... Tele- uh, and that's the thing. We don't know exactly what happened, but it's referenced a lot. We know it's so bad that he feels like, like you know, he can't he can't be around anybody, right? Yeah. Um, he's on what is he an underground thing? That's uh, what is it? Because he, he can't go. What's the metal that Magneto wears that he can't use? The oh, tele- I know what you mean. Because that's why he's in that silo. You yeah. Know? The idea is, is that if anything happens, else. the world you know is fine still. Um, and it's Logan taking care of him. Why? Because Logan. Being having the superhuman healing factor can take any brunt of whatever he throws at him. Yeah, bro, it you was. Know? And it's like, and and think about it that that whole like when you talk about story arcs and 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 growth and cycles, 
at the very beginning, it was Professor X bringing in this wild animal. Oh, let me take care of you, right? And at yeah, the end, he's taking care of, of. Yep. Oh my God, it was good. And for me, I was like, okay, if this is how we're finally ending this X Men franchise, I'm happy. This is how it ended. Yes. I can ignore some of this other stuff, but <laughs> this was amazing. It was. It was a quality piece of work, and and again, yeah, you know, like now that everything's coming together, X Men's with MCU. I'm like. Yeah. Uh, if I could take anybody back, uh-huh. it would be Hugh. Yep. And it would be Patrick Stewart. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, he's so good, dude. Like, he's like the per- quintessential Charles Xavier. I, and, I don't want. I, I don't think I'd want to see uh, the other one as Magneto, though. Um, oh yeah, he's he's yeah he's a little older. They could de-age him. They could de-age both of yeah. them you know, to make him a little younger and mess- and do what they're doing, but. Um, yeah, I think that'd be good. I don't know who. Do you have anybody like new who's up and coming in, in mind that you could play him? Play well, who, Xavier? Yeah, or? Xavier. Oh man, I don't. You know, I really I can't think of anybody off the top of my head. Like McAvoy did a decent job, but could I, you see Jason Statham as Xavier? <laughs> I don't hate that. You would probably. Oh man, let me tell you about the X Men or Bruce Willis. These X Men. <laughs> All oh, the minimal men, <laughs> and I'm Professor Xavier. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> I could, it'll work. It'll he's got, work. And that'll be like he'll be slightly younger, so he hasn't, you know, gotten in the wheelchair yet. And we'll make him more badass, you know, not so studious. I'm just trying to think of like bald actors, like really yeah, good bald that's what actors. I'm trying to think of. <laughs> Vin Diesel has Charles Xavier. <laughs> we gotta do it for the family. <laughs> This is for our X Men family. <laughs> One last right, right? <laughs> What'd you say? One last right. If you smell, the what rock. Xavier is cooking. The Rock is Charles Xavier. <laughs> All right, now it's getting crazy. A little wild. <laughs> oh man, what are your thoughts on the new one coming out, dude? The Phoenix. I don't know if I want to rush to the theaters to see it. Yeah, you're just gonna wait for it to come out on video. I might. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I might go. I might. Like, do cheap show. Unless I hear, like, opposite from everything I've been reading. Because everything I've read, people have seen previews of it. You know, uh, critics have gotten, you know, access to it now. And everybody's just like, this is kind of not great. No. They're literally burying it. Um, the thing that makes me mad is, all right, we all wanted to see those 90s costumes. Yes. And they left us with that cliffhanger at the end of... Apocalypse, where everybody's yeah. in their their nineties, yeah. you know, right? Jim Lee, I think it is. Yeah. Um, you know, the, those that era costumes from the animated series, and then you see them now, at, like in the previews for this movie, and it's they all have black leather, right? It's black. It's like their X Factor costumes. Yo, uh, yeah. X was X Force or X Factor? I think it was X Factor when the originals left the X Men and they went off and did their own thing for a little while. Is that what they're trying to pull? I don't know, like, but they're still with Xavier, but, like, why just keep the, everybody wanted to see those damn 90s costumes, Dude. let it go, just you know let what? them have you know it. Marvel's going to do it, Marvel's all fan service, bro, they're going to make it, they're going to do it, and they'll make it look nice. They will. You know, Thor looks like Thor from the comics. Yeah. Iron Man looks like Iron Man from the comics. Yeah, you know what? Hulk, think a, of them all. Yeah. They and that, exactly like And them. that's a great point, because that, originally, that their philosophy was that 
superhero costumes won't work in right. in live action. Nowadays, look at Mysterio in that trailer, bro. Mysterio. I'll yeah. tell you right now, 15, 20 years ago, Mysterio probably would have looked hokey. Yes. That would have looked like, ugh, Ooh, right? Really bad. We are now in an age where we can make it look amazing. Captain yeah. America looks amazing. A guy covered in spandex that's red, white, and blue yeah. flag. You know what I'm saying? And he jokes about it, too. Like, yeah. he makes fun of it, too. But, like, that's but he looks a, amazing. A yeah. Um, so when Marvel gets a hold of these characters and does what they want to do, they uh, does what they, they're going to do, uh, it's going to look good, I think. Yeah. You know, I I'm think a- the only ones that Fox got right was Deadpool. Yes. You know? Nailed it. Exactly. Nailed it. Like, they found the per- another perfect actor um, to play the role that was le- he was born for it. Yeah. Um, got the costume right. Got the eyes right, more importantly. Like, that was a huge deal. Smart. Yes. Very smart. Whoever was on top of that. That's because now. I honestly think that was a Reynolds thing. Yeah. Like From what I heard, he wanted it to be. Legit. Legit. And they, they didn't want it to be at first. They <sighs> they, they were going to mess around with it. And, you yeah. Know, and no. no, you can't do that. No. X-Men, dude. X-Men. I'll probably wait for video, too. <laughs> probably wait for video. Or, cheap, like, a cheap show. I got the nice yeah. uh, Four Seasons uh, cheap show. There you go. Right by my house. I'll probably wait for then, but, yeah. I, I might do the thing where I just kind of pull over at the side of the road when the when the uh, drive through's going. Yeah, drive it. And then just roll the window down and try real hard to hear it coming out of somebody else's car. Playing on your AM station, <laughs> see if you can pick up the signal and all. Yeah. Oh, it man, sucks. Dude. I hate that it's... it's, it's you know, been like that, but yeah, um, it is. It, it's that's just the way it is. It's gonna make us hopeful for what's coming, though, because with the snap, that made a lot of changes in the Marvel universe. Yes. So X Men are coming. Yeah. Do you, what? Do you have a theory on how they're gonna bring them in? Yeah, I don't think it's gonna be in the next set of phase, like the next phase at all. No, I think uh, they said they're gonna wait like five years or so. Yeah. But. So I think we're gonna see it in the phase after. Uh, but I think it's gonna be the idea that can continue to introduce the idea of parallel universes okay you know the multiverse yeah uh, so that's why that's how they're going to bring it in okay um anthony was saying that he thought the snap did it it was because that radiation I, that's thing, what i think too and it creates but if they wait too long it might not yeah you, know, it, you might not still have that same like unless, vibe effect unless this is what we were thinking too is does marvel now acquire the new mutants film is that theirs? Yeah, they have it, and they they keep pushing it back. Exactly. Yeah. So my thought is, is the idea is, is they're going to start introducing the mutations that way, dude. Ooh. The mutations, and that's going to be a result of the snap, which will still be fresh in our memories. And, and, and throughout these films, we're going to see ramifications of it, as we did in the trailer for Far From Home. And these characters are all going to continue to react from it. And maybe in the next couple of films, we start hearing about, like, people are showing these different mutations, right? Um, and I think... The New Mutants is going to be an introduction to mutations, but they want you to take it serious. That, hey, it's not 90s uh, X-Men TV show or, music and colorful. Yeah. Like, this is what it would be like if you, you woke were, up one morning and all of a sudden your body just started melting into water. Yeah. Right? How would you... Be terrified. Yes, yeah. exactly. So, so that's like what that we're going to get with this, you know? I do like that aspect a yeah. lot. Um, there and was... I love that Marvel's going into genres with their films because, I mean, Galaxy's all comedy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, you get... It is, you are right. Doctor yeah. Strange is like an Inception type film, yes. and, and you know you get yeah. there are yeah there are different branches. Every superhero kind of covers a different um, yeah genre of film. That, that's a great point. And so now we have horror with New Mutants. Yeah, I think it's going to be awesome. I think and so too. I think too. that's how they're going to introduce us to the the idea of the X Men. Um, so we'll probably see that within this next phase, and then the second phase we'll have an X Men film somewhere. Maybe right. the second or third one you will have an X Men show up. Hopefully soon. Yeah, <laughs> I, I did read a theory on Reddit that. Um, that Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver 
already had the mutant gene, but it was activated by the yeah, stones. Yeah. So that's why I, I like the the energy theory of the snap, you know, exerting energy and people's mutant genes actually activating. Like, like Scarlet Witch will have been a mutant this entire time, but we've never used the term. She really didn't know about the phrase. Like, she could probably perhaps be one of the original, you know, mutants. I mean, it, it's just a theory. Bro, I wouldn't hate if that energy... Um, did something to the cloud structures and created like in the comics where it's that cloud that yes, mist. Yes, 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 yes. Would I wouldn't cool. hate that, dude. I wouldn't hate it. You know what I mean? Because then, then you tell that story. Then you could tell the story of Avengers versus X Men. Did you ever read that storyline? We're gonna be covering it. I have the book. Somewhere so you haven't read it yet? Oh, I, I've read it before. Oh, okay. We're gonna review it uh, when Greg gets here. So you but, know what yeah. I'm talking about? Like when all Great that stuff comes line. into play. You know? Yeah. I will. Man, how about when? It, oh. When Marvel holds this, there's so many stories they can tell. You know, no more mutants. Yeah. You know, House of M. Oh man, House of M would be a good one. Yeah, because the mutants have interacted. You know, had major storylines with everybody else. Yeah. You know, um, exactly. Obviously, they weren't a big part of Civil War. They had their own thing, but yeah, I mean, the Avengers versus X Men one, I think, is very highly anticipated. Um, and there's yeah, there's a couple other ones I've seen in a, or I read it was like in the middle of the '90s. It was an Avengers X Men crossover where they went to the island of Genosha. And I think they were battling. Yeah, they were oh. battling. Uh, oh, what's his name? He's like the Magneto ripoff. He's like, um, yeah, um, not Sinestro. Sinestro? No, no, no. Who no. was it? Oh, I gotta look it up. I. He was like he worshipped Magneto. Like he he loved his teachings. He he lived up there with in the. Uh, oh man. You know I gotta look that up. Of man. course, it drives me crazy when I can't remember that stuff. <laughs> but yeah, he lived in the on the asteroid M with Magneto and was like a they considered him like a, a zealot or zealot, however you pronounce it. Oh man, it's not coming up. It's not coming up. I know what you're talking about, dude. Yeah, there's so many different tales they can tell, man. There's so many of them. Um, and they're just gotta, they just got to do it right. Yeah. I think they will. I think they're going to have New Mutants be the intro to that stuff. I do, know? too. X-Men's going to be the lifeblood, I think, of the MCU going forward. Um, and there's a lot you can do with them. I don't so, know that they'll bring, bring Hugh back, though, because he's probably getting not older. Hugh. You know? um, probably not Hugh, but I, I think like with X-Men you can do like X-23. you did with the Avengers. You can do X-23. Bring her up? Yeah. There, there, there's a lot. I mean, legit... Most of the X-Men characters, most of the main ones, you can give their own spin-off movies. Sure. Um, in the same light as you gave some of the, the bigger Avengers characters. Like, you know, Wolverine can carry his own trilogy. Um, you might be able to get something out of, like, Cyclops and Jean Grey. Uh, Gambit, maybe. You yep. could do Nightcrawler with Excalibur. And then just think about Dis- the Disney Plus app, uh, app that's coming streaming. Yeah. Any type of show you want. Yeah. Any show. Any Pick show. a character. Right? Just because that's what in. they do, dude. They pick characters who are always, like... C-level characters who aren't that popular, but let's do a show with them. And all of a sudden, you're like, holy crap. Yeah. Luke Cage? Right. He exploded after that first season. He did. He was huge. He did. Jessica Jones, huge after that first season. Yeah. Even Daredevil. Daredevil was not that popular. I mean, nobody was out rushing out buying Daredevil books, dude. No, and now he's like the de facto TV guy, TV character. Yeah. Um, Yeah, without without a doubt, so bright future ahead. Yeah, for X-Men, definitely uh, kind of a bleak past with some bright points. Yeah. You know? Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Chris, thanks for talking X-Men with me today. Dude, I'll talk X-Men all day, man. (laughs) 
I will talk X-Men all day. I appreciate it. Plug your shows. Plug your shows. Oh, thanks so much, dude. Uh, as always, as you can find this uh, where you find this show on the network, BICBP-radio.com. You can find my other podcasts. I do Hardly Awesome uh, is with me and Anthony. We just kind of sit around and bullshit. We talk geek cu- culture stuff. Uh, we don't review comics as much anymore. Uh, we also do K-Fabe, Hardly Kayfabe uh, wrestling podcast. I do History Creeps with Johnny and Carter. Um, and I think that's all I do. I don't think I do anymore. There's a couple we have coming. Keep an eye out. Hit hit the site, BICBP-radio.com. There's some new stuff we're going to be doing there. We're revamping our store section. Uh, we're also going to be having site-exclusive content. So there's going to be new shows coming out that you can only get on the site. You can't get it on any app. You just got to come to the site, download it, or uh, feed the RSS feed into your app player. Yeah. And that's me. <laughs> BICBP. BICBP. The big cheese, everybody. Um, thank you for listening. This is going to be our only episode from the weekend, like I said. Uh, myself and Greg are going to review some Phoenix esque books. Can't wait to listen and to that. It's going to be a good time. We appreciate you listening. And uh, yeah, take care, y'all. <laughs>